0: Closed in a room, my imagination becomes the universe, and the rest of the world is missing out. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we talk all things audiobooks, starting with the quote of the week. This one is by Chris Jamie, and it's in the book Diatema, Battery, and Electric Personality. And I I just really found this quote endearing, um, talking about, for me, where this personally came from, is picking up books that are fantasy, that are out of this world, that are not my comfort zone, if I'm being completely honest with you. But it digs into something. It digs into you as a reader allowing yourself, giving the permission and taking the opportunity to explore something that you may not have explored before and potentially that you have explored before but didn't necessarily love. Okay, we'll put that feeling aside and try it again. And I think that's the kind of magic that books connect us with, right? Where we may not be sure, we may not be certain, we don't even know if we're actually going to love this, but we'll give it a chance cuz books may take us there. So, that's the quote of the week. That's what it's offering us today. Let's move ahead to the CELA homepage. The Center for Equitable Library Access gives us a catalog of audiobooks, ebooks, and books in accessible formats. Right. At the home page, we have three featured titles. And the ones that are up there right now are Queen Charlotte by Julia Quinn. This is a historical romance. We also have Page Boy by Elliot Page. This is a memoir and an LGBTQ plus biography. We also have Snow Road Station by Elizabeth Hay. This is a family story. So check out these three books if you like the sound of their titles. (laughs) Right on the homepage at the Center for Equitable Library Access, celalibrary.ca. Moving on to book talk with Nisreen. How's it going, Nis? Good. How are
1: you? Doing well. Talking books. I am so excited to introduce this topic. I feel like you're going to be very excited because we have news for Harry Potter fans. And I believe... I believe, Remia, you're a bit of a geek, Harry Potter geek. <laughs> a Potterhead, yes. Thank you. A Potterhead. That's perfect. <laughs> so Audible and Pottermore have joined forces to bring you the first audiobook in the series, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, is now available in the Audible Plus catalog. Oh. According to the good e-reader, previously customers had the option to purchase the audiobook separately or use one credit with an Audible Premium Plus membership. So, the Leaky Cauldron just reported that Audible members can now stream this iconic title at no additional cost until August 4th, 2023. Mm. So, this special offer is accessible through both Audible Premium Plus membership and Audible Plus standalone membership, both of which come with a free 30-day trial. So... The inclusion of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in Audible Plus is part of the 25th anniversary celebration of its original release in the U.S. and Canada. So, Remia, as the biggest Harry Potter fan that I in know... In the world. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you getting on that? Oh, of course. I mean, I
0: reread Harry Potter series over and over again, but this is kind of cool. I think on the level of... You know how um, franchises just... Most of the time, most creators, they will try to continue expanding and expanding and expanding. Like, how much further can we Mm -hmm. take this franchise? Can we write another book? Can we do a play? Can we make this into a movie? Oh, now a TV show. All of the above has been done with Harry Potter, right? We have literally, like, I can't even think of anything more they can do because there's just so much that they're doing already. Maybe a full cast audio Mm -hmm. drama if that doesn't exist already. But now what they're doing is saying, okay, let's just make this more accessible for people. Like for nostalgic yeah. reasons, but also for people who may not have picked up Harry Potter for whatever reason. I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road. Um, <laughs> they can do it with the the free, right? with the free access to the audiobook. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if this means though. After August, they're going to pull it back. Like it's no longer going to be part of the Audible
1: Plus. According to this article, that it it's just going to be available until August 4th. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's happening after that. Yeah. But yeah, the audiobook for Sorcerer's Stone has become one of the most popular titles on Audible, with over 1 billion hours of Harry Potter stories being enjoyed globally since their availability on Audible seven years ago. So I feel like regardless, even if it's the 25th anniversary Mm -hmm. celebration or not, it never dies down no. i mean Potterheads are always going to be Potterheads, <laughs> regardless yeah just like you so for me i was always a Potterhead when it came to the movies i never read the books oh my
0: gosh when
1: it came to you the have audible au- now don't so you? now i have audible mm. and i'm going to enjoy every last bit of it because i really everybody tells me that the books are better than the movies of so course i have down. to get on that so on this side of right when we're done yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a, a potterhead review after please this. <laughs> please do i mean
0: we love talking harry potter on here nobody gets mm-hmm. sick and tired of us talking harry potter so hopefully <laughs> thanks thanks nasreen always enjoy talking harry potter so appreciate that but anyway we're gonna continue on because we still have Sela talk it's the first of the month so we're gonna chat with our friends from the center for equitable library access You're listening to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. And because it's the first of the month, the first Saturday of the month, and wow, the second half of the year... Okay, yep, just had a live time realization. We're going to be checking in with our friends from the Center for Equitable Library Access. Karen McKay and Teresa Power are joining us now from CELA. We visit Sela every week when we give you our featured titles. And Teresa is the content and access librarian. Karen is the communications manager. And we're keeping it going with summer reads. Um, we talked to AmerCon last month, technically last week about summer reads his specific summer reads and we got into some of this kind of conceptual conversation the philosophy of summer reads but it's nice that we're going to continue because why not it's summer all summer long Mm -hmm. so first of all I think that we should kind of go around the table and talk about um why we think of our summer reads as summer reads and I already went last time so Karen you're up I'm up okay so I have (laughs) sort of two thoughts
2: about this one is I want something that's easy to pick up and put down, that's engaging, but that I don't have to put a lot of brain power into. So that's one category for summer reads for me. And mm. the other is one where I actually do need to put in more brain power. The the books that I've been saving so I can spend some time kind of reflecting on them. Those are my holiday reads. Those are the things that I want, you know, to sit on the dock and read and and not be interrupted. So I, I have a couple of both of those books in, in our conversation today. But that's kind of my philosophy of summer reads, either super light and easy or... Something I've been holding on to so I can pay more attention to it.
0: Okay. Teresa, follow up about what you consider a summer read.
2: Yeah. So for me,
3: summer reads are what I call, quotation marks, no obligation reads. So because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I for my that. work, you know, like I've talked about it quite a bit, probably ad nauseum on this podcast is, you know, I have a lot of reading that I do for work and for several communities so that I'm part of. So for me, no obligation reads are reads that have absolutely nothing to do with any of that. So it's, for me, pure pleasure reading. And it's often uh, not necessarily things that are super recent because it takes me quite a while to get to these books. So it could be something from several months ago that I've kind of been squirreling away to
0: to read as a, a summer read. These are from your to read list, I'm assuming. So do you just go back into that and think, I'm going to pick this out?
3: Yeah, absolutely. As I, you know, do my daily work for Sila, I see lots of books or see books that I'm like, wow, you know, I, I mm-hmm. really want to make sure that I, I put those on my list to read when I get a chance to.
0: Okay. Nisreen, do you want to hop on this thread um, about what you would consider to be your kind of summer read or, you know, because I think <laughs> I'm curious about whether people honestly do this um sometimes i think that oh this is definitely a summer read but it's not necessarily something that i would pick up during my summer you know
1: really yeah i think uh and i've mentioned this before i feel like romance is my go-to type of genre and especially in the summer during the winter i've noticed that i go for more of memoirs and biographies in the summertime i want more relaxing more calm unthinkable books
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah non-obligation I keep going back to that uh, Teresa your term because no obligation books because that feels very very right like I don't maybe I just don't feel like going in deep but Karen you mentioned going in deep though so do you have an example of uh, a read or something that you're anticipating reading during the summer that falls under this like deeper thoughts category
2: yeah so there's a book called a life worth living and uh, it's based on a a course that you can take at Yale, and the professor's actually written a book about it. I have been thinking about this one and learning about this one because Kelly Corgan, who's one of my favorite podcasters, she's doing a book club around this book. So the the professor is um, the director of the Yale Center for Faith and Culture, where he teaches this class called Life Worth Living. And so the the book and the class sort of walk you through the major um, major philosophies of all the world's different religions and how they can help us live uh a more remarkable life, a more important life, a more fulfilling life. And so this is one of those ones that I want to spend, you know, time on the dock. And I think it's the kind of thing where it would be great to start some conversations around the dinner table. And, you know, it's one of those ones I really want to kind of think about. And so while I've got a couple of weeks off this summer and I'm going to be sitting on a dock for a chunk of it, this is the book that I'm, I'm going to read. Yeah, it's so like one of the things that caught me was that it says much more um, likely that you might, despite your best attentions, live a trivial life, let it slip by, focused on other things. And so, you know, I I don't know if you guys know the quote by Brene Brown, but she says in middle life, the world sort of takes you by the shoulder and says, "I'm not messing around. Get your act together." Right. And um, that's a bad paraphrase, but but this, <laughs> that's a very bad paraphrase. But that's kind of the idea. And so, this I I really like the sort of the themes behind this book. So that's one that's sitting waiting to go to the cottage
0: okay I like it I, I like the um concept that you're trying to point out with this example right like where it's not necessarily difficult reads in terms of you know dark or mm-hmm. historical or news you know it's something where you're still checking in with yourself almost self-development but it's more like questions you can be pondering throughout the summer and, and that's got a romance to it, I think, over the summer. Teresa, do you can you connect with this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
3: Um, I think for me, that that quote that you that he gave, paraphrase cares, so well. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it actually really resonated with me, mm. even like where where I am at at my point in life. Um, not to get too deep about things, but um, yeah, I know that that sounds like a, a really good read for sure. Yeah
0: okay so give us an example of something that you are wanting to pick up during the summer
3: i just cannot wait to read this book um it's called the librarianist by patrick dewitt Mm -hmm. and i i know that i say like my summer reads are no obligation reads that have nothing to do with work but this is actually about a retired librarian so it's still (laughs) within like my wheelhouse i suppose um and this librarian his name is bog Comet. And he lives kind of what seems like a very unassuming life, now retired in his house, surrounded by his books. And circumstances lead him to um, to volunteer at a senior's home. And there we learn um, actually so much about this character, his uh, path, love that he lost, and... His ties to World War II and just these like I think incredible stories um, that you know you wouldn't necessarily think are are from this person. Um I absolutely love Patrick DeWitt. He's a Canadian author. He's not necessarily a prolific writer. Um, so this is why I kind of cherish um and squirrel away uh this particular book because it's been a few years since he last since he wrote his um his last one so
0: I yeah I'm really looking forward to this one I can totally relate to that anticipation of um and, and I'm doing I'm thinking more of tv shows when I'm saying this but you know that anticipation of the next thing that you've been waiting on from an author or a sequel to a series or even um kind of as a rewind right revisiting a book that you're like oh I've been patiently waiting to reread this book do you guys do this I uh, love certain books over the summer and it might be as simple as because the first time I read it it was over the summer so I'm so nostalgic of hitting that sweet spot again with that same book and I'm like summer rolls around and I'm like oh my god I I I know it's not going to be the same as when I first read it but I'm craving that spot like in that uh, headspace or that actual physical space it might have been a cottage and I just enjoyed the moment so much so I'm rewinding back to that and I will most of the time um if it's not winter fall or spring in the summer I will pick up these books that I had wanted to read just been wanting to revisit that moment
3: it it's funny you say that because I am currently reading a series that I have read. I want to say at least half a dozen times. Right. What's the series? Um, if Are you going to tell us? More. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um it's the World Tea Garden series uh, by an author named Charlene Harris. She's American. Um, and okay, you're probably going to laugh because the main character is a librarian. <laughs>
0: we see a trend when we said but like
3: I never like I never thought of myself as a gentle mystery kind of a gal like I was pretty like I don't know pretty snobby about it and then I realized like this is the series one of the series by the same author that I come to the most and she so she is um, a librarian she it's set in the south Um, So it's very, very Southern. And each book is about like a murder that's happened, that she happens to find herself in the middle of, and she solves. Mm. And Mm -hmm. what I like about Charlene Harris, well, I think that there's some parts of her books that are quite dated. So I think this this series um, goes back to at least the 90s, I think. A lot of her books, many of her series, write um, strong uh, female characters who are, um, quite independent and although they may find love are equally okay without having a partner. And I really appreciate that in, in her
0: books. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of all able to tack our own, um, personal experiences onto this like why we would choose certain books or why certain books are what we consider summer reads I think that this conversation is endless honestly because we're already touching on so many different things that Amir and I had not discussed last week so let's keep going any um not any other because of course there is other but other books Karen that you're either looking forward to or that you consider summer reads so I'm picking up one called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. And this
2: was published last year. And it's one of those books that I walked past in the bookstore. I went, ah, don't like the cover. So I'm not even going to pay attention to it. Um, and then um, I was having dinner with a friend of mine not too long ago. And she has been reading it. And she was just raving about it. So it's gone on my list. So it's a debut novel. It's about a scientist um, in uh, California. And she's uh, it's in the 1960s. And she's a, a chemist. And she's facing all of the issues that you would expect she might face in a, you know, in the patriarchy. Um, And she is, uh, she finds herself a single mom and she ends up on a television show. She's a cooking show. She's a host and she's, it's called Supper at Six. But instead of just, you know, saying you add some salt and you blah, 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 this kind of thing. She says things like combine one tablespoon acetic acid with a pinch of sodium chloride. Oh. So she, yeah, so she's teaching chemistry to, to housewives, basically watching these TV shows. Um, and so on one level, it's kind of light and funny, but on another level, it's all about not accepting the status quo. It's all mm. about, um, you know, our own personal power, um, how we can take a situation and turn it around. So my my friend was just raving about it. So it's on my list. Um, apparently it's hilarious, like laugh out loud, funny, but also it's got a deeper, deeper meaning. So that's one of the ones that's going to go on my on my doc reading list
0: isn't that ideal by the way like where you can indulge yourself in something that feels light um, but also you can find the the deeper threads yeah I love that and I think that they make for great conversation books so sure yeah sure um, Teresa are you likely to pick up books that people recommend or or are you really you know wanting to stick to that to read list that (laughs) keeps growing and growing so I think
3: that there's maybe one person in my life who might make good recommendations where I'd be like, Oh yeah, that sounds like something that I would really like to read and I'll pick it up. But I mean, given mm-hmm. that I do collection development for a living, I am, I already see, see quite a bit, uh, <laughs> see quite a bit. Like what's, You're like, I already know what's kind good. Of like what's coming out <laughs> so I can, and the most mm-hmm. of my list is very small too. Like, you know, the, the obligatory readings take up so much of my time. So my, to me, just for Teresa special is, um,
0: can be quite small. Yeah. Maybe it's just more about comfort too, right? Like during a certain time, maybe of the year, maybe stages of life, whatever. uh, We, well, I feel, and I'll just personally speak, I feel that I'm not really... Feeling like taking a recommendation. And then other times I'm craving like absolutely like anybody and everybody. Give me a recommendation. The first person to give me a recommendation done. I don't care what it is. I will read it. It's actually <laughs> happening right now. Um, but it, it's interesting that we kind of go through that because of course we all have to do or to read lists. Karen. Yes, we all do. <laughs> we can write a novel with the list that we've developed. <laughs> there's
2: a there's a word for that. I think it's called ballycumber, and it's like the. <laughs> it's, seriously, it's like the stack of books beside your bed that's about to fall over. All the ones that you need oh, to read. What? Yeah. Um uh, yeah, so I have a long valley cumber. I don't know if that's how you use that word. Anyway, um so
0: yeah, one of the other ones that... what is the digital version of that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Your Audible just keeps scrolling and scrolling, scrolling, and, scrolling and scrolling.
2: You are now out of book credits. <laughs> um uh, uh yeah, so another one that's on my list is this one's I think it's just light. It's called Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune and it's um it's by a Canadian author. And it's the number one bestselling book uh, this week, I think, in in um, in Canada. So that's sort of where it came from for me. But also, it's about Muskoka. And I kind of feel like I want a beachy, lakey, Muskoka kind of read for the summer. So this is my pick up and put down book. And it's about um, this woman who she's, she's run back home to her parents, uh, her mother's lakeside resort. And she's um, sort of her life is in disarray. Her ex-boyfriend is the manager there. She doesn't even know where to begin. The whole thing's a mess. And she's spending far too much time thinking about this man named Will Baxter that she spent 24 hours with in her early 20s. And he just keeps playing on her mind. Uh, so while she's at the resort trying to figure things out, he shows up and um, he's offering to help her with her with her challenges at the resort. And so it's one of those sort of long lost love intrigue. What's his secret? Why is he back? Kind of things. One of the it's like a rom com, I think. Um, mm. And so yeah, just but it's all set in Muskoka, which is where I'm going to be for my vacation. And so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having that kind of, you know, light read. I think.
0: Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> so you've really planned it out. I have. You're like, I know I'm going to be here, and this is what I'll feel like reading. I I have much more of a spontaneous um, feel during the summer I think um, oftentimes I retrospect I reflect on what I had just read and think oh that was perfect for this time and very much not in practice of anticipating that this is the kind of book I'll read like I just blurted out you know anybody and everybody give me a recommendation but also like sometimes the book for example last year and I mentioned this in last episode so sorry for the repeat but uh, last year I read Where the Crawdads Sing around this time and right before that I had read To Kill a Mockingbird and I thought those two books just went so perfectly one after another and for the time you know like end of June early July and I could not have guessed that like there's no way I would have went on Google and said what's a book that I could read at the end of June you know what's an end of June vibe (laughs) but after reading I was thinking oh that couldn't have been more perfect um Teresa do you can you reflect on something like that when we have like a minute left I think that that's like the most beautiful pairing that I've
3: I've heard of um I wonder if the southern setting kind of evokes the hot weather of the summertime and which makes yeah. it a perfect read um for me yeah there there is a bit of spontaneity I guess um but also like I said because of of, of what I do for a living there's also like a lot of squirreling away and 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 putting things aside, I know one that is mm. definitely going to be marketed as a, as a summer read, and I think has come out at this particular time for a particular reason, um, is The Whispers by Ashley Audrain. Um, she wrote this amazing book called The Push, which is like. Like haunts me to this day. Like I have talked ad nauseum oh, about so this book. Uh, like people who are parents, and like yes. people who, who don't have kids, and like yeah, we've definitely just her about this. her mm-hmm. talking about about mothering and being a mother. And it, it's the same thing in this book. You know, it's these these people living on a street, and they're close, but they're not mm-hmm. really close. Lots of things happening behind closed doors. Oh people aren't perfect. Something happens to a kid and stuff starts to unravel. Um, and I'm not through it by any means, I've, I've just kind of started it, but like the same kinds of questions about like, you know, wanting to be a mother and what, you know, what it means to be a mother and connecting to your kid. We can, we can dedicate a whole podcast just to talking about the push, which
0: would make me so happy. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay. I love spending time with you girls. Thank you so much. We'll check in with you in August. Thank you. Karen McCabe and Teresa Power from the Center for Equitable Library Access joining us to kick off the month of AMI Audiobook Review. That's it for now. We'll catch you next week. I'm Ramia Amuddin with Nistreen Abdelmajid, our technical producer. And until then, happy audiobook listening.